right, so Dr. Randall, we're hearing that there is no comet or that there is a comet, but maybe it's a good thing that it's maybe a bad thing. We are so confused. So could you please help us out here, you know, a wise scientist? <clears throat> well, first and foremost, Bree, um, there most certainly is a comet. All right. And we know that there is a comet because we have the data. Um, <clears throat> there has been growing concern within the scientific community as of late. You see... The peer review process is absolutely central to science. Well, listen, if Bash's stock is any indicator, we don't have to worry about the peer review. It's going to be gangbusters. Listen, full disclosure, I bought as many shares as I could, and I encourage you all to do the same. Oh, you are such a shameless capitalist. (laughs) Said the woman who will be in the brand new hot tub that will be on my back deck. All right, all right. You know me too well. Dr. Randall, you you sure you're okay? You want a glass of water? I don't feel... So good. All right. So I think that what we should do is cut to a quick commercial break. And when we're back. No, no please, Bree, don't cut away. Let me say something. Well, you came to the right show because on here, we like to say things. Oh, would you please stop being so fucking pleasant? I'm, I'm sorry, but not everything needs to sound so pleasant and charming or likable all the time. Sometimes we need to be able to just say things to one another. We need to hear things. Look, let's just establish once again that there is a huge comet heading towards Earth. And the reason we know that there is a comet is because we saw it. We saw it with our own eyes using a telescope. I mean, for God's sake, we took a fucking picture of it. What other proof do we need? And I mean, if we can't all agree at the bare minimum... A giant comet the size of Mount Everest hurling its way towards planet Earth is not a fucking good thing Then what the hell happened to us. I mean, God, how do we even talk to each other? What do we, what do we, what have we done to ourselves? How do we fix it? We should have deflected this comet when we had the chance, but we didn't do it. And I don't know why We didn't do it. Well, I think that this would be a good time to establish that Urshawell and the president have both said that there are benefits to be had. Well, the president of the United States is fucking lying. (laughs) (laughs) I think we killed it. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, I don't I don't want to do that ever again. That was great. Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. the truth. King Kong ain't got shit on me. I am I'm so much crazier. I am the one who knocks. Go ahead. Make my day. Nice day, big boy, huh? That's Brock. Fuck you. Everybody on? Good. Great. Grand. Welcome to Facing Off, a podcast where we compare two like movies against one another using our really cool rating scale. I am Layla, one of your lovely hosts, and I am joined by my co-hosts, Nick and Gabe, as always. We are also joined this week by a friend of the pod. Hi, Clay. Hi, guys. How's it going? (laughs) Making you sit through six hours, six hours of movies. You could have watched half the Oscar nominees, probably. uh, (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely true. uh, When you put it that way. (laughs) 
Or <laughs> yeah, no, I'm excited. Armaged- Armageddon was uh, a staple of my childhood, unfortunately. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be hyping up Armageddon. Don't look up. Love it. Love it. I think we'll wait and see. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think anyone's going to be hyping up that movie on this pod. Um, <laughs> we're glad to have you back. Um, I will be moderating this episode for you all. Um, we will be. Oh com- yeah, Layla. <laughs> we will be comparing "Don't Look Up" as mentioned versus Armageddon, two disaster films in which our protagonists attempt to stop a deadly asteroid from colliding with Earth. Um, are you boys ready to jump in? Yeah, dude. I was born comment. ready to the asteroid. <laughs> To the asteroid, to the comet. To the asteroid, yeah, okay. Um, Alrighty, so we're going to start off with our categories. I'll explain them as we go, but we do a seven-point rating scale, seven being just the greatest movie you've ever seen and one being awful, awful, awful. So with movies like these, I am going to kick us off with Spectacularity, which is how engaged you are with the films. Were you kind of pulled out? Were you looking at your phone? Were you having a good time? Um, Mm Mm-hmm. I'm going to start with Armageddon and hit Clay. (laughs) Okay. It's always tough for me to rate spectacularity on a movie that I've seen probably 40 times growing up. Um, But both these movies, if not for the asteroid, have their obsessively long length um, to compare. Uh, There are plenty of scenes in both these movies and especially Armageddon that uh, drag. Uh, there's a lot yes. like the, the whole scene when they're on like the, the, the Russian, uh, whatever the space station, like that just goes on and on forever. And all the love scenes go on and on forever. And there's just so much you could take out of this. That being said, it is a Michael Bay film. So there is a lot of shit happening and a lot of stuff blowing up and it oh does God. keep you into it. And, I mean, we'll talk about it later with acting. There's a lot of people in this movie and there's a lot of, you know, people trying to save this movie with their acting. So there is, there are some scenes that keep you in. And, yeah. um, I mean, there's a couple scenes that get you the president speech when they're boarding the, uh, the space shuttle, uh, just kind of gets me fucking hyped. Like I'm in <laughs> it right there. Um, I love <laughs> the fuck it nature Michael Bay has with the uh, adding tension to the film in ridiculous times, like with the gun in space, uh, which makes no sense. And then all of a sudden the asteroid starts fighting back when they're drilling into it. Like it can control the asteroids revolving around the greater asteroid. Um, But it's, I'm (laughs) probably going to get, I'm going to land on a five because it drags a lot (laughs) in certain areas that make it really tough to get through. And there's a ton of unnecessary scenes like the Eddie Griffin scene in the beginning. Oh my God. I'm so glad you brought <laughs> Apparently this up. it lasted. Apparently it took them four days out of their 19 days of shooting just to shoot the Eddie Griffin, New York Woof. scenes. Cause they were downtown and I'm just like, scrap that whole fucking scene. <laughs> I just couldn't movie. believe that that's like, the I way just, that they were opening this movie. Yeah, it was, it's, it's insane. There's so much nonsense in this, but I will say it does get in pretty quick. It establishes its characters and like who they are going to be throughout most of the film pretty quick. So it has that going for it, but man, I mean, make this like an hour, in 45 minute movie and this spectacularity would be a lot better. All right. Yeah. Gabe, do you want to hop in there? 
I mean, that was my main point is just no movie this absurd should ever be over two hours, let alone like one hour and 30 minutes. Like hour 45 makes sense because there's enough happening in the story that you kind of need that with the characters. But I mean, I feel like the first 30 minutes is rushed so fast where they're just establishing all the characters as quickly as possible. The mission, every part of the movie. And I was just like, how is there two more hours of this movie? They just, and it just is painfully slow, even when it's exciting. Um, I will say like, go just immediately. The visuals of this movie and the narration at the very beginning are just like, this movie is so absurd (laughs) opening up that you kind of have to strap in. Was that the exact same scene from Transformers? I thought that we were watching Transformers with the narration. I mean, he might have just recycled the same visuals as Transformers, that like opening thing. And the theme song sounds, or the the score sounds sounds exactly the same. You know how we always, Gabe, you know how we always say like, certain directors like have like stamps and you know their movies and normally we're like loving it and it's such a good thing i feel like with michael bay it's like a it's just all the same movie (laughs) and that's his stamp exactly the same and then then, yeah we'll talk about the visual stuff (laughs) later but yeah apparently that eddie griffin scene too it like there's that weird godzilla moment with the dog like knocking that over and that was just because michael bay wanted to be petty um, because Godzilla was coming out that summer, and he wanted to like body Godzilla uh, in the box office and in his movie. It's oh just, just absurd. I'd say this movie is really engaging because it's a Michael Bay movie, and it's Michael Bay at his most absurd and ridiculous and, and action-y. I think the best parts of the movie and the thing that he does really well is like the montage scenes are really fun. Like the training sequence and like how he's recruiting all the guys. It's it's a lot like MacGruber when he's like Mm -hmm. getting all the guys to be on his team. And I think they're funny and silly enough to like keep you interested. The worst part of this movie is every moment that it takes itself too seriously and forgets what it is. Like every moment it drops its silliness and it tries to give us something like a sweet scene with Liv Tyler and and uh, Ben Affleck like making out with like like the the BMW with the The BMW logo like right behind him. Yeah, and a shameless plug for Animal Crackers, I guess. Uh, Big Animal (laughs) Cracker agenda was huge for this. there are so many moments that I laugh so hard that I can't even tell if Michael Bay knew that they were going to be funny. The main one being when the ship crafts or, or, or when the uh, ship crashes on the, on the meteor, and everyone's like fucking dying in the front and things are just flying through and it's just so brutal. And it goes for like 20 minutes of Michael Bay just going way too hard. Yeah. It's it. I was laughing so loud by myself, and then also there are scenes that I'm just like, "Ooh, God, this is such a '90s movie," and this scene would not exist in real life. And that the main one is that Shanghai scene where they have like that old Chinese music in the background, and then it's just like yeah. kills a village, and I'm just like, "Why?" His representation of. Uh... Asian people in this movie is is damning. It's not so bad. So I'm going to give it a five as well. I mean, like objectively, it is a really fun movie. It's above average, but there's so much that takes me out of it. Mainly the runtime. I I personally didn't want to miss a thing. 
seven. Uh, no, Love I gave it. it a four. <laughs> I, I gave it a four. Uh, I, I mean, you guys covered all the scenes. Uh, the animal crackers in the belly button situation is a very weird scene. Uh, Especially with her dad singing a love song yep, over yeah. the top of the movie yeah. with his very, daughter. Very, very weird. And... Um, don't you didn't think that was great? <laughs> I, I probably looked Stems at my from the whole daddy issues from the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> I probably looked at my. Uh, I paused the movie to see how much time was left, like four times, and every single time sign. I was like, "Really." <laughs> It's never a good sign. <laughs> I did the same thing. I was, was like t- waiting it, for the meteor scene to happen. And then I was like, yeah, this scene's, this whole thing's too long. Even that part, even the action part. I was like, no, I, I kind of, I'm over it pretty much at this point. So I get it. It's a four. It's wild that Clay has watched this like 40 times. I've it seen was, it now. There was a play, there was a room a we would times. stay in at Carter's house that had a one, a VHS player. And there was one VHS in the whole house. <laughs> oh and it was Armageddon. God. So we watched it. So naturally you just had to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So I'm, I'm very curious to hear this. Let's move on to spectacularity for don't look up. <laughs> Nick, do you want to keep going and kick us off? I guess. I mean, like, it's just, <laughs> I guess. It's just not, it's just one of my least favorite movies I've ever seen. I just straight <laughs> up don't. I mean, you're right. <laughs> I, I, I hate it. I, I, I hate being, uh, I hate when a movie makes me feel uh, like I just fucking get it already, you know? Dude, say your phrase, movies. Nick. I want to hear your phrase that you love to say on this podcast. Uh, which one? Phrase? Ham-fisted. Oh, it's very <laughs> ham-fisted. <laughs> it was just so was waiting this whole damn... It's... I was going to wait this whole damn podcast for you to say that. <laughs> ham-fisted. <laughs> it is ham-fisted. It is it just... I mean, definition right there. Just beating you yeah. over the head. Just uh, just a dead horse. It's and you're just It's a metaphor, dude. Smushing a dead horse. It's not even a metaphor. It's just horse. plain insight. It's, it's just, just plain insight. I just... <laughs> From from like from the moment Meryl <laughs> Streep shows up, I was like, I'm good, I'm good with this. I'm I don't care. I don't like this anymore. I don't want any more of it. I, there's no redeeming quality to it for me. I will never. I don't know how you watch this twice, Clay. I'm gonna give it a two. I mean, props to you. The dedication. He doesn't is have a watch a it in two separate parts, <laughs> both times. If that gives you. Oh God! Yeah, All right, it's a two, Gabe. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I was upset after I watched this movie, and not because of the message of the movie, but because I was like, how do you fuck this up so bad and make this so incredibly obnoxious and frankly rude? Like, this movie treats us (laughs) like we're the stupidest people in the world. And I do agree there are a lot of idiots that this movie would benefit, but here's the problem. Those idiots are not going to get the real message of this movie. And the people that do get it, they got it, like Nick said, in the first like 30 fucking minutes. And then I just, it's like this movie also couldn't figure, and and this was part of what drew me out of it. This movie couldn't figure out whether it wanted to be just complete slapstick satire or a serious allegory about climate change. And I think like it had noble intentions for sure. And Leo is a huge advocate for that. And Adam McKay has been a huge advocate for that. But then don't give us something that treats us like, like it's like idiocracy. 
Like we're the straight up stupidest people on the planet. Everything I, I was watching it was like unbelievable. I thought the it was way too long. The pace was weird. The tone was weird. How it was sliding back and forth. I felt, I mean, I was hungover when I watched it, um, to be honest, but oh, I yeah. felt like the whole way through, I was sitting on a couch with my like neck craned into the cushion on the back, like as slouched as possible, hitting my head, being like, oh, Oh, every moment. What an image you and just it was, painted. Yeah. It was... The it description was, of that reminded me of this movie, honestly. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> it was so infuriating. Yeah. And, it w- and it sucks because there are such funny moments. There are really good performances that we'll talk about. It's a good enough concept. And it just was so obnoxious. And I can't wait to get to eye candy, especially for one specific thing that made me just so furious the whole way yeah, through. I think I but know. <laughs> I'm going to give this honestly a two out of seven. And that what did fucking Nick give sucks. It? A two. Yeah. Two. Yeah. It's okay. Well, like, I was... It's like Twitter jokes, the movie. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I was, I'm be- I was between a two or a three, but I think I'm, I'm going to settle at a two. I mean, you guys already said it with like, that's how I felt like Twitter jokes. I was like, We've gone through all this shit for the last two years. I don't need all that shit and like a just poorly con- like a movie that it just didn't know what it wanted to be. Like it just completely missed the mark. Like Gabe was saying, it wasn't a spoof, which made would have made sense if you're making all these jokes that are like so forced and redundant that mm-hmm. like nobody needs explaining. But since it wasn't a spoof, it wasn't that funny. But it's also not like a drama because they're force feeding you these fucking jokes nonstop. And it's not a comedy because it really just wasn't that funny. Like, I mean, I no, I don't even know the funny part. The funniest part of the movie was when the the son of Leo was like, oh, remember that night I was in the backyard and I fell asleep and woke up to a baby deer in my face? That was the best night of my life. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking? <laughs> dude. Like, dude, you're like 20 years old. That was the best night of your life was the baby deer. Like, I don't know. But any, like I'm saying like, like all these like the launch challenge and like all the things flashing over the face. Like, I don't want to take too much from eye candy because I feel like we're going to talk about a lot of that. But it really was just beating you over the head. And it was a movie. The first time I watched this was the day... Brett and I got COVID on Christmas. Uh, that's right. And so I was oh, like, no. I fell asleep for 30 minutes and I woke up and I made Brit rewind the 30 minutes and oh. she was pissed. Like she was Fair. like, don't, <laughs> don't make me do this. Dude, I and then, and then I watched it last night and I fell asleep. So I had to rewatch the last bit of it. And it's just, it's, it's so crazy with just, you know, three of the top 20 actors of the last 40 years in this movie and a bunch of other amazing actors like that. They made this movie that is just boring and painstaking to get through. Yeah. Like it's just, so yeah, I, I'm going to give it to, wasn't that funny. There's wasn't no that, level and of joy. There was, it was not, this. they thought that they are the smartest fucking people on the planet writing this movie. And it, yeah. it's just like infuriating. <laughs> it's, Dude, yeah, um, I was gonna hold off on this category, but I feel like so much of it's been addressed, and it should just be like led into at this point. I think we should probably just do originality right now for yes, Don't Look Up. Sure. Gabe, yeah, do you yeah. want to go ahead and just take it and start? It yeah, off? this is this is my biggest problem with uh, Don't Look Up. It's like a good enough concept, and I I get. I just think that if he was trying to go with this allegory or whatever, it should have just been 
more subtle. This movie is like the most unsubtle drama, whatever the fuck it is, I've ever seen. Like, it's just slapping you in the face with all this, like, information that you know that it's is, like, supposed to parallel what's going on right now in our country or has been going on for years. And it was like, we fucking get it, dude. We get it. And we just lived it, like literally, like we just lived. we just lived it. I mean, even <laughs> like outside it. of the pandemic, like the last like eight years, anyone who is conscious knows that there's that this has been an issue and that there are like people who are ignoring these things. But like the way he designed it was so, as I said earlier, insulting, like everything with Ariana Grande and Kid Cudi was just like, dude. Are you, you really Cut you want out. us you want us to care about what your message is for this movie and you're gonna treat us like that's the only thing we would we would ever fucking care about? Sure, we care about celebrities and shit, but there's other stuff too. It's like and also you're like you're basically making this movie in an obvious way for like Gen Z kids and millennials. While at the same time, like not appreciating that Gen Z and millennials are the ones that are actually trying to do something for the planet. Like it's so condescending. And my, I like wrote a review for it on Letterboxd and like the, it was just like a simple one sentence review where I was just like, it was, it's so focused on how vapid our society is while being a totally vapid movie in every sense of what the fucking word vapid means. So Honestly, like, I feel like I'm going to give this a one. Like, it made me that mad how (laughs) unclever it was. Yeah, totally. I'm going to give it a one. I don't, there's just nothing redeeming about it. I mean, and just how dare you have the press tour with Jonah Hill being on all these talk shows like Meryl Streep's the goat, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, cool. That's fine and dandy, except you two, in my opinion, are the worst part of the whole movie. I can't, just can't. I thought Jonah Hill was the funniest, but like not. A, mm, dude, I see. I disagree. Him out of the movie. I disagree. Like, I don't think it's he a had funny, one funny part, but like. It doesn't it work. Yeah. The, the whole movie that's what I'm saying. doesn't yeah. work. I would love, it's, just love to be in the room when they were like, were they making it? And they were like, yes, people will like this. This will really, really uh, hit hit him, hit him right in the. I just think you know, they were excited to be in a room filled it. with like these people. I think they just weren't yeah. paying attention. I think they genuinely well, were caught up in but the that's process. So back to games. it is yeah, yeah totally. back to the vocab word of the day. That's just so vapid. Yeah, yep. yeah. Jennifer like, Lawrence said it was hard to work with Jonah Hill because they did like an improv day oh on God. set and she was like laughing so hard and it was just everything was so oh funny my and I was like, God, where fuck. was God. this? Where was this? <laughs> just i'm upset thinking about it and i don't want to talk about it anymore clay where are you at yeah i just i mean i was thinking maybe a two because well there's thing that's like even even just take a joke like aside from satire like it's not even the first like doomsday movie centered on wasn't day after tomorrow centered around climate change there's multiple ones yeah, yeah, yeah so there's a bunch so that's not original at all and like the politics and everything, like you could try, make an argument that that was like an original take on this thing, but like all the jokes surrounding it were like, we already talked about Twitter jokes. They're jokes that we've been seeing online for the last two years. So like everything around it was unoriginal 
and the comedy was just unoriginal and like uninspired. Like it was just like so uninspired. Like, it, it's, it's just like, oh, you know how we should parody Donald Trump? What if we got like yeah. a famous female? Yeah actress and it's yeah. the, her son wants to think she's attractive or like opposite yeah. but it's opposite and someone of was like Trump oh we nailed daughters. it that's so yeah. funny that's so funny yeah. they said yeah in the writer's so, room. no this oh. i i'll go with the, i'll go with the two like i i think the execution yeah, of it dude. is terrible but like i don't <laughs> it's not original at all <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay. I'm I'm gonna like talk for two seconds just because this is like the only yeah. space I feel like I want to talk in. I fucking hated Wait, this movie, listeners. <laughs> um, <laughs> I it blows my mind for like a group of humans who go on every talk show in real life and talk about these issues, like they you know how important they are, etc. To not understand the importance of creating art that's going to make people think and put something in a different light like they literally verbatim it's almost like i was watching a documentary of all of trump's presidency like i just not a single thing about what they did in this movie was nuanced not a single thing not a single thing was creative forward the conversation to your point this added nothing to the narrative takes away not a single thing oh you remember that stupid time that that hollywood condescended the the rest of the country for this stupid ass movie that dropped on the netflix in the time of the year when people just are in their houses watching a ton of movies it reminds me of that celebrity video that where they all sing exactly um, yes someone said that on twitter it's so tone deaf the whole thing is tone deaf all of it is so tone deaf yeah Um, all right, let's move on to better things than that. Um, let's do Armageddon. Uh, <laughs> Clay, why don't you kick us off? Originality. Yes. Yeah, we do originality. Well, this is great because virtually the same movie came out two months before this movie in Deep Impact. So you know it's highly original. Um, I also looked at that there's... There's a movie called The Green Slime, an Italian sci-fi movie, where it's like they go to like get an asteroid, like get rid of it or something, but it brings back slime monsters. So that's where it deteriorates. But they said oh, the first half yeah. of that movie that sounds amazing. is like dramatically like it is like very similar to the first mm-hmm. half of Armageddon. So I don't know. Unoriginal. I mean, it's not original. <laughs> It's a it's a fantastic movie, but I don't know if originality is where it's gonna blow anyone's mind. So I also hope no one else made a movie like this. It should only be do one, done once. So I'm gonna say a two. Like it's a bummer because Michael Bay has made about fifteen other movies just like it. So. <laughs> Oh, come on, man. Give Michael Bay some credit. Dude. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> this is probably the only Michael Bay film that I, I truly enjoy. Uh, purely out of nostalgia. I'm only going to talk Originality, about... I'm going two. Two? All right. I'm only yeah, going to talk about Aerosmith's uh, Don't Want to Miss a Thing. An amazing original <laughs> track that stems from And this great movie. that Liv is in it. Yeah. So yeah. what an original idea to have a, one of the greatest rock and roll singers of all time create a really, really <sighs> cheesy ballad for a movie his daughter's in that's about the end of the world. Well, wasn't she got her acting start like acting in his music videos? I thought. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Interesting. 
So not a lot not of clothes time. in those music videos too. So weird. Yikes. All Ugh. weird. Very weird. Um, yeah. But I have a soft spot for Aerosmith uh, because for whatever reason in high school, my friends and I got really into like classic rock. Maybe everyone does that. But I latched on I think on everyone has a phase. Yeah. So don't want to miss a thing. Was That was my slow jam, baby. That played at middle school, high school dances. I was like, yeah. Yeah. I played I at your dances? I was at very though. different dances than you were. Yeah. Ours was like <laughs> yeah. to the window, to the wall. And it was like, yeah. Oh, yeah. But they play a slow song. What was the slow song <laughs> in your like high school, middle school song? dances were gnarly. <laughs> You guys oh didn't God. have slow songs? <laughs> no, it was all chaperones like watching their no kids, slow songs. Like, they just played bangers oh, the whole dude, time. We were just, terrible. Yeah, they just were just grinding it. on each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's all terrible. that was happening. <laughs> Are you telling me they didn't cu- they didn't cut the that the sexual tension with a, a slow song? So that not one. God, no, not maybe one. the like cha-cha maybe a slow R and B song or something that yeah. like you could still grind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What? It was, it was blowing my mind. R. Kelly was the, the mood breaker. Oh, oh goddamn! How did he make it into this podcast? What? Okay. Oh. All right. So, anyways, the movie's not original, but the original song is. I like it a, a, enough, so I'll give it a three instead of a two. Okay, Gabe. Look, Just for the I, song. Look, I, this is clearly a very fun idea for a disaster movie. I. I it maybe wasn't original, but I think like it's original in the sense that this like no one knows what that slime monster Did thing it need is. To be made, Deep babe. Impact came out right after. I mean, I would argue, yeah, this was during a time period where this kind of shit was being made, and it was it's a really popular version of that. From it that, is. I also have to say, just you know, to our points about don't look up, like. I appreciate that this movie isn't a completely unsubtle allegory for something bigger than it's it is. It's not an allegory and it doesn't, for anything. <laughs> no, and it, it doesn't treat us like idiots that need to be pandered to. It knows that its audience are idiots. It knows how fucking stupid its audience is yes. and how they just want to watch like a gladiator fight. But this gladiator fight is a bunch of like oil drillers, sexy oil drillers yeah. drilling into the fucking yeah. Drilling is an art. You, dude, it is an art. And uh, I mean, you know, on the bad parts of this originality wise, like the dialogue is super unrealistic. It's just not how human beings talk to each other. Um or at least I didn't. I wasn't very the cool. Whole, I, the whole I they say the they right say there. Harry's name probably two hundred times in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> Harry. What would you want to do on the this oil situation? rig? Yeah. Britt yeah. pointed out they say Harry's name every other word on the. Oil That'd be a good rig. drinking just... game, except for you would die in the first. You would die. Scene <laughs> you see him. I uh, right. I I'm pointed this one moment out. I love when there's a moment where they they are watching a screen. That says when they're getting ready to like prepare to learn about the like meteor, that says dramatization on the screen for a simulation, as if this movie isn't a fucking total dramatization of what would actually happen in that scenario. Um, also, I had a question. There's a moment where he goes, where he agrees to do the mission with his oil drillers, mm-hmm. and he said, "You said you just need my men to drill up there." No crazy astronaut shit. What other crazy astronaut shit is there except for going to space? Dude, that whole like, scene is phenomenal. Like, it's he, a fantastic like, shit. Like, and then we're going to slingshot you around the back I, of the moon. Yeah. You're going to come I'm up behind the asteroid. 
if that's the moment where he's like, we'll do this, but don't make us do astronaut things. <laughs> did he realize yeah, that they have to drill. go into space and land on a fucking <laughs> like, meteor? What are more astronaut you, things? You want like, my that's yeah, the exactly. question There's I have. Not a single other thing. There's not a single drill, other thing. Drill into uh, an asteroid, but no... <laughs> No astronaut shit, right? Just drilling into the asteroid? Yeah, just yeah, okay. drill. No, of course not. I'm I'm going to give it a two. I was pretty close to a three. I was kind of surprised yeah. by your guys' one. I think it should exist. It's fun as hell. Oh, yeah. Definitely right. should exist. Okay. <clears throat> We're going to move on to a category I think you're all very excited about. Eye candy. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> it's my fave. It is your fave. Why don't you kick it off? Um, hmm. Which one do you want to do first? Um, what are you more excited to talk about? Uh, Armageddon is pretty fun to talk okay, about visually, <laughs> honestly. Clay and I, this was the thing. So, like, when I, the first time I ever watched this, uh, Clay and I were, to put it lightly, inebriated. And we, <laughs> I had never seen it. And I forgot how dizzying Michael Bay's filming is that he just pans around a room. Like nobody's ever panned around a room. I don't even fuck. Sometimes we were like so blown fast. away. Like, I don't even know how he does some of his shots. I know in like transformers, there would be like, if someone's on a building, it would look like it goes around this pole and like spins around the whole like, uh, thing that's in the center of the frame. And it's fucking nuts and no one else could do it. But it is, just the way this camera whips around the room, it will make you puke if you're not in the right state of mind. And also, as Clay alluded to earlier, his editing is just out of control. Out it's of control. Like, this was before like Bohemian Rhapsody and the little things took the cake for most cuts in a scene. It was just Michael Bay just being like... I'm going to give you so much fucking information. I'm going to show you different angles of people's faces within the same shot just so that you can be fucking on the edge of your seat um, strapped in for this movie. And I kind of admire it, even though it is, uh, again, very dizzying. But the other thing is, I maybe at the time it was cool, but... Everything in space is like unwatchable. Like yeah. it has aged horrendously. The the CGI is awful. The fucking practical effects are just ludicrous. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I one thing about the editing that like I noticed that like actually bothered me that really brought this down for me was the way he edits. Like as I was saying, the people's faces. There's so many continuity errors with like yes, their expressions totally. and stuff that it actually like hurts the performances, which sucks because f- as we'll talk about soon, like for an action movie, I kind of love the performances in this movie and I love <laughs> the cast. Amazing. Yeah. And, they, and he, well, maybe it could have been if he didn't edit so damn much. Um, <laughs> I'm going to give it a three though. It's a big spectacle. Like no one else could do this the way that he does it. Uh, besides like James Cameron. So I'll give it a three out of seven. I'm thinking of eye candy for like action movies. Okay. That's fair. Nicholas. Uh, I'm, I feel like I'm going to give it an average. Like I want to give it a four. Like I don't, I don't think the stuff in space is that bad for a '90s movie. I don't care about it, and it was completely uninteresting to me on this rewatch because it's just too long. And I just was like, oh my god, just 
I know you're going to blow up the fucking meteor. Just do it already. Yeah, come on. Come on, dude. Just do it already. Everything on Earth was way more fun. I think <laughs> I'm going to talk about this in Actoring too, because I know that well, I love when we have three people on now because I can just only talk about the things I think are funny. My favorite, <laughs> favorite thing is when Steve, Steve Buscemi, 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 when he has space dementia or dementia. whatever. Oh, it's the best line of the movie. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Dude, the guy but he doesn't even look. He doesn't even just, look that crazy at that point. Yeah. But that whole scene is just so what? like, what He's is got happening? space dementia. Dude, <laughs> the way you. they add tension into this movie is absolutely incredible. Like, who like was... they just, they were like, fans, <laughs> mail us in something crazy we can do on, on in space. I think like, that's a good example like put a of... a Gatling gun on the drill. <laughs> the, the, dizzying, just, yeah. the dizzying visual, uh, uh, just sort of aesthetic of the whole thing. I think that scene really capitalizes it, where you're just like, what is going on? There's so many lights. And also, there's just everything so dark on this asteroid. And things are just breaking apart, but they look like cardboard and not like actual rocks. Like, what's going on? It's just so much. And the like right. machine that they're on is just looks so bad. Oh, it looks <laughs> fucking obscene. <laughs> it's a little toy car. Clay. I'm gonna give it a four. Um okay. so I did I did read Roger Ebert's review Sorry, of this okay. and he had this one line where he said the movie is an assault on the eyes, the ears, the brain, and common sense, and the human desire to be entertained, which I just thought <laughs> was the most amazing fucking quote I have ever Damn. heard. Damn. It's on his, like, most hated list for oh, movies of all drop. time. But it also, it Roger. averages 1.5 seconds for every cut. So you see 1.5 seconds <laughs> of a shot, and then it cuts. No. no. Yes. Um, I will say there are some good practical effects. NASA did let them, they let Disney put 18 cameras around a shuttle launch. So those are actual shuttle launches that you see. Oh, that's pretty funny. Oh which God. is like pretty cool. Um, another, there's some cuts that are so great. Like there's a cut, like when like things keep going wrong, there's like a cut of like three workers in the um the command center that they just cut to them for a second and just slow motion put their head against like a wall and like <laughs> disgust and defeat and then there's one right where like just of a coffee cup dropping and shattering all over the oh, ground yeah, that's right and i'm just like they're just so oh god it's so terrible but the um this is basically michael bay this is what like this yeah, was a preview <laughs> like bad boys. They did the spinning shots around the guys. Yeah. Like they did all that. But like this one, you saw that it was just going to be like a cutting fuck fest in the entire movie. <laughs> like, and you were not going to be able to NASA. You thought, you thought the, the asteroid was dark. NASA works in the darkest facility in the entire world. Like everyone is like, speaking where they're coming in and out of a shadow for some reason and it's like you <laughs> so can't see true. anything behind them. Or you mean in the situation room? In yeah. the situation room. It's just oh it's pitch God. black in there. Like there's you can, no one can see what they're doing. And they just want to feel so dramatic at all times. Yeah. So when you enter like, the light you're just like mother of God. I give it a four. I mean like yeah, Michael fair. Bay is terrible at a lot of things. Like but he does make like action sequences look like like if you're in a movie theater, like a lot of people just want to see people blow shit up and he does it 
I mean, I guess you could say as good as anybody. And it's 1998, so yeah. the effects weren't that great back then. And I feel like they they made it semi-believable that they were like in outer space for what you could at the time. I mean, obviously the movie's outlandish, so you can only do so much. But I'll give it a four. I think it was average. A lot of age poorly, but they did do some cool stuff with like with the shot, the shuttle launches and stuff like that. Okay. Oh, Michael Bay. All right. Do you want to keep talking and just jump into Don't Look Up? Okay. Um, yeah. So was he so, – so he – there's a couple times in this movie where he decides to just like intercut um, scenes of nature. This um, is my – Because yes. before, before he That's, included the cuts of so the beautiful stupid. hummingbird – and then immediately followed by the the trash cleaners cleaning up the streets of New York. I had no idea that this was an environmental film. So that was that was really nice that he uh, held my hand through that. Um, but also the one that the one that really fucking bothered me was when they're talking about the um, NASA girl, and she's like, they're like, oh yeah, she's an idiot. She was a um, uh, anesthesiologist before that like you can't trust her and then it does like a quick cut back to her and she's like let's not be dramatic and then cuts back and i was like where like he couldn't decide if he wanted to go like full big short where he was like intercutting mm-hmm. these like yeah. scenes that were like explaining things or like random things but like that one cut was so out of the blue that Unorganized. it just immediately took me out and i was yeah. like what was that like are we gonna see more of this girl or more cutaways like that <laughs> like i don't like what what are we doing here they like, did it uh, with they did it also like it, it like it's almost like uh asymmetrical at that point like it, when they put in one thing and then never do it again yeah they, like i guess asymmetrical is not the right word but non it it's like it's like yeah. it has not there's the part where they are talking about that department that Rob Morgan works at. And they're like, is that a real place? And then it's like on the screen, it says it is a real department or whatever. Yeah. So, he and then never do, did that again. No yeah. explain. Like, so that's what like, the, he didn't know what he wanted to do. And it was like amazing that a movie like this, where they, he nailed like the, the financial crisis or whatever in 2008 and yeah. did that beautifully like the big shore is an awesome movie but this movie it just seemed like he didn't know what he wanted to do and the editing of this movie is like all over the place and as far as just like shots and visuals like i guess like some of the the meteor coming down like some of those scenes were okay but then he just then he just started to jam a bunch of shots of like nature and people doing stuff and it was like okay like Let's let's get to it. How much time's left in this movie? And it was just there's nothing memorable about the shot. Like it was just filmed like a traditional movie. Like I don't know. There's nothing. I, I gave this a two because the editing was so distracting and served no pur- purpose other than being like, hey, in case you weren't getting the the all these uh, metaphors, if you want to call them, um, here's some nature shots to remind you. This is what. This is what this is. So lazy. I'm sorry. It's so lazy. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Nicholas, do you want to go? Okay. Can we just talk about Jennifer Lawrence's bangs really quick? Oh. Oh, is that eye candy? Yeah. Certainly. Costuming. No, I'm. Uh, Makeup. Okay. 
that that well, she was all right really but she's flat, she's a so. she's a cool no she's a cool no, person in well the problem is you're not funny <laughs> jeez you know what else isn't funny this movie uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> bang uh, any recovery back. recovery the uh visuals try and make it funny um but they're not so i read a nice little thing about uh, Jonah Hill choosing to have that very fancy man purse he has I saw that. and how that was like his choice. And he thought that was like really funny. Hey, guess what? I didn't get that joke. And I just, <laughs> you didn't know that was a $30,000 handbag. And I'm like, I, I noticed. I think that every single thing I think about when I think about this movie just gets more shallow and more pedantic and more, I don't even know if those are the right words to use, but I I know that that's from a, an episode of Family Guy. <laughs> it just and feels just, so like pedestrian to me. Like it's so lame. Like nothing about it is smart. Like, like at that all. Being, I mean, how? Just how? How? How were they all sitting there? And they were like, "Yeah, it'd be really funny if we did this." Like, how is it so inconsistent? How is? How is he doing each other off? Yeah, how is he doing some of his big short? shit that i actually think is pretty funny and and like an interesting way to super funny you know tell a story and make people laugh and also provide information i love that kind of like footnote shit keep it do it do it the, the whole time the he reason why it. he does that in the big short it like and it works is that it's such a complicated specific thing that we don't all know that you need those explanations but like this is like even though there's yeah. a lot of science involved <laughs> what he's teaching us is not that hard to understand yeah no it's, also like who it's so was uncreative. paying attention to what margot robbie was saying in a bathtub naked yeah exactly like, right yeah <laughs> someone's gonna you gotta no give wrong. me like and uh, Jesse Eisenberg sitting at a, in a couch. That would have been way funnier. Someone Jesse I don't Eisenberg, need to look Jesse at. Jesse Eisenberg naked in a, in a bathtub would have been a much funnier situation. No, so, that would have been a fast forward. Michael Sarah, Michael Sarah naked in a bathtub. <laughs> Michael uh, Sarah explaining anything important would just put me straight into hysterics. Michael, yeah, dude, seriously. I uh, what a treasure. I mean, I guess it's like a two. It's almost a one. Like it's just like. It's not anything. It just doesn't redeem itself with any visual uh, elements at all. It just makes it worse. Yeah, salt on the um, wound. I mean, I I'll give it a two um, as well. Like I, I don't think it's necessarily. I mean, besides the thing that makes me so fucking annoyed, which is the stock footage that he keeps, as as Nick's favorite phrase, uh, ham fisting down our fucking throats the entire way through this movie. Like, as if you didn't get what the movie was about, you know, by minute fucking 10. Um, that is just lazy. It's visually not creative in any way. I really like the editing in the big short um, and the way it, like, goes back and forth to things. And that's just, like, this is so fucking dumb. Um, and someone that does what he does with the stock footage type of thing really well is Mike Mills, the guy who did um, Beginners and 20th Century Women and Come On, Come On. He does that in a way that it's not like it's not obvious what he's trying to talk about, but he's showing it as like a visual uh, example. I, this that is really irritating, but I think like visually it's fine. I don't think it's bad. Um, I, one thing I really like that he does is like, I think he visualizes his actors really well in this. Like 
if someone's saying something, this is like the succession thing that he brought to that show when he did the first episode. Like if someone's saying something across the room or, you know, someone in the background is reacting to something, the camera will like kind of focus in on them. And I, and there's a lot of good acting going on in this movie. So I think it really benefits from the way that he films that. Um, I also think the editing when it's not doing that other stuff is sometimes cool. Like there's a scene that I really like that he does visually. So that scene that we did at the beginning when before he comes on to the show, it's the cutting back chair. and forth between the makeup chair mm-hmm. with him and like how exhausted he is and like, God, that shit makes like me really so pointing out. Yeah, I, I just I, I actually really like the way he edits that scene. So like I'm not going to give it the worst score. I've, I've seen worse movies, but I will say that post credit scene where they go to that fucking planet um, looked like Roku City. <laughs> or some fucking, or like we, wherever the we town hall shit is with all the characters. I don't know why I called it town hall, but <laughs> it looks so bad. So I will give it a two out of seven. Like it doesn't deserve anything higher. Firmly right. on the road to the worst score I've ever given. Sheesh. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's stick with don't look up and move on to actoring. Um, and I think Dang. specifically with this category, it's important to remember that we're also referencing the writing um, that plays into the character <laughs> development and all, all of well, the above. Now that you say that. Um, yeah, Gabe, <laughs> do you want to just continue and talk about Don't Look Up? Yeah, sure. I mean, look, this, these <laughs> are some of my favorite. <laughs> this is the way you were like, look. <laughs> I mean, look, let's get oh, one thing no. absolutely clear. Um, the The... The actors that he got are like some of my favorite actors of all time, as Clay mentioned. I mean, I would argue that three of of the actors are like top ten of all time with Leo, Meryl Streep, and Kate Blanchett. Mm-hmm. And then you get like Jennifer Lawrence, who's a fucking fantastic actor. Timothy Chalamet in a small part. Um, Timmy carried the movie for me. <laughs> he was I mean, he's incredible. I mean, like Timothy Chalamet is that whole sure storyline out of the film. Get that I mean, you don't need that part in the film, <laughs> but he is fucking hilarious. And I do not agree. Oh, God, I fucking love them in the story. Yeah, them in the story. Yeah, <laughs> it's the funniest part. But uh, but that and like also Rob Morgan, like wrong movie. I love Rob Morgan, but too serious for this movie. And, like, his part was so, like, dour. There were, like, moments where he is, like, talking about, like, Ariana Grande and Kid Cudi. And it's, like, kind of funny. But I was like, this guy's not the right person for this. Rob Morgan is a fantastic character actor. But I will say, despite the, you know, writing of the characters, like, interactions being super unrealistic, there are performances that I fucking love in this. I think this is... Like I'm not, I wasn't surprised by this, but I think Leo is incredible in this. Like I think he taps into an anxiety that he never does outside of like Shutter Island, thinking that he's insane. This one is like, like there's there is like you could believe that this is like a scientist or whatever that like kind of just has been craving attention. I really like Jennifer Lawrence in this. This is like the first time in a while you see her at not, um, besides her big rant on TV, not in like a manic state. Um, And I, I think she's really good at that. Um, Fuck Meryl Streep. And like, sure. She's having fun in it, but like, what a waste. Kate Blanchett is really good in this movie. 
Um, her makeup job is fucking fantastic. I also think Tyler Perry was like a perfect casting for his role. It, like every once in a while, Tyler Perry's in like a good movie, like Gone Girl, and I'm just like, oh yeah, you get the good usage of him. Um, but I I think the overall like best actor and the one that you know might actually get an Oscar nomination is uh, you didn't like it. Uh, who are you gonna say, Mark Rylance? Oh my god! No, I, no. I love what Mark Rylance does in Bro, this. What? I, I thought it was so good, dude. If he had like five lines, I would say that's okay. But he was in too much of this movie, and I every time he talked, I wanted to just turn off. Well, he's like that. he's irritating and stuff, and it's so ridiculous. But it's like he really he commits to his role so hard. I too love much. the scene where he tells off Leo. I don't. I I think that he's fucking. Oh fantastic in that scene oh my god that was right, like well, his perform his I mean, performance was like the on the nose like performance that was well, like true, you saw through like, this entire movie like yeah it's supposed to be like elon musk and steve jobs and I, oh, I love great. that video where the guy's wow. like do you do get that right <laughs> that, uh, I feel like that's Friday. a really good distinction of kind of what we're talking about, though, right? Like the performance yeah. itself was great, but the writing of the character is so on the nose, and it was like yes. purposefully writing it to be so obnoxious that you just kind of yes. can't even like care, I right? I can't, I can't get past it. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I, what score did you give it, Gabe? I want to give it like a four or five, but this movie had every reason to be a six or seven. Sure. <laughs> so what? So I'll give it's it a not. four. Okay. I'll give it a four. I'm gonna give it a three. Uh, I, I can't get past any any of the ham fistedness. Yeah. I, I can't get past it. There's nothing. There's no part of me that is uh, will allow myself to get past that. Yes, Timothy Chalamet is the only part that kind of made me laugh a little bit, and I was like, genuinely, that's pretty funny. The whole like, I can't even do it. The like snappy <laughs> thing that people do is just. It's funny, but beyond that, like, it's just so, uh, it's just so gross. Yeah, that leads into the vapidness. Like, just getting Timothy Chalamet just so we could be like, oh, it's Timothy Chalamet being funny. It's, it's just such a gross movie <gasps> that it almost feels like it was intentionally, like, bad in the way that anyone that's watching this that you would want to actually understand that climate change is a real problem and the the world sort of seems as though we're ignoring a comet about to crash into us anyone that does not understand that like you said that would you would want to 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 understand you did not write this movie so that that, that person would understand there's an, a single person out there that was like, oh, my God, it is kind of like a comet's going to hit us and we're just ignoring all the scientists. There's not a single person, not one. They're all just like, oh, this is just Hollywood propaganda bullshit. No, CNN. You, no, I, I know a lot should, of people, actually, that like this movie. Yeah, I do, too. I mean, we were talking about it this last Same. weekend. but I Have you disowned all of them? Yeah, <laughs> no, they, they heard me out. Um, I was like, so listen to the worth. podcast, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> well, we did. We go got. New, I'm not giving you my opinions now. <laughs> no, I, but, did, I also uh, but hold Nick. on. Did those people not understand? The no, they meta- got it. Did, yeah, did they not understand it, it was before. Fun. No, it was I don't about know. a meteor crashing into Earth. Well, Nick, I also like if you. I I show Layla this all the time, but if you follow like IMDb on Instagram, the type of people there they just 
don't watch a lot of movies and they're just so entertained by anything they watch, they're, if you look through comments on any of their shit or someone that follows Netflix on Instagram – or they, if you look through the comments, there are people like, I thought this movie was so funny. Like, this movie got it. It was so good. There are people out there that are just like, oh, man, we really need to act now. I say we just invite a bunch of those people to Nick's wedding in two weeks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just keep them on that island. Let everyone else from Hawaii back in, into contiguous yeah. United States. Treat them like lepers. And then drop a comment on them. Yeah, uh, there you go. But also, uh, listeners, if you did like this movie, we respect your opinions and love you. Please keep listening. All right, I, continue. I disagree with that. This isn't I, my podcast, so I, I don't uh, care. About I'm it. giving it a three. I just, I cannot get past it. And the whole Meryl Streep thing is just like, sh- shut up with that yeah. whole thing. Just shut up. I felt like I was watching a bad version of Veep. Um, so go yeah. ahead, Clay. <laughs> Uh, I gave it a four. I mean, these the it's hard to make a movie this bad, or at least unentertaining and frustrating with the cast. Like, I genuinely think this is one of the most disappointing movies I'd watched in a long time, considering yeah. a, like the hype, the hype surrounding yeah. it. Yeah, we had <laughs> like so much McKay's hype for coming last year, off yeah. like a couple bangers, like Leo, Kate Blanchett, Meryl Streep. Like even Jonah, like Jonah Hill, like they haven't missed in a long yeah. time, and this was just a total. Like they did, I'll grant it. Like they did the best that they could given the material or the situation. Um, Mark Rylance, I just could not disagree more with you, Gabe. Like I, <laughs> it was like if he would have been on scene for like a couple, if he would have been in the movie for a couple scenes, I would have been okay with that performance. But man, I just wanted to like put him out of his misery after a while. Like I I was like, this is like, you are going for it so hard in this movie and it is falling so fucking flat. Like, I'm just like, none of these, even like Leo kills it. Uh, Kate Blanchett, like you said, kills it. I did think Jennifer Lawrence is great. She's a great person outside of film. Um, you know, she's super cool. I know. But like, I'm like, like they're giving like genuine she likes pizza, dude. Yeah. She's relatable. I I saw a picture of her eating a donut the other day, walking through NYC. It was so She's cool. Like, so relatable. Yeah, yeah. So cool. A donut. I feel but like I'd be don't good eat friends those. with Jennifer Lawrence. That's just like yeah, me. she does. I eat donuts. Yeah, she still yeah, but um, they're giving like you know earnest performances, but with the material, it just like everything falls so flat. And it's like when it comes to the culmination of them, like in the dining room table, like I'm just sitting there. I'm like, I don't care, care. that these yeah. people are dying. Like, I just like this whole thing has just been so it's like such a mockery that I'm like, wait, now we're supposed to be emotionally invested in these like characters. Like, I thought this whole thing was kind of like a uh, spoof almost like what? Like, I, why spend the last 45 minutes of the movie like delving into their personal relationships or like misery of this when it's like the whole thing was like the government's fucking us over. Like I, like 
skip that whole scene and just show Meryl Streep and Jonah Hill getting blown the fuck up. Like that's <laughs> what this movie should have done. Doesn't like, it Jonah just skip... Hill like survive in the post post? No, he dies. He dies. Cause uh, his mom leaves him on. The, no, there's on like Earth. a scene on YouTube. I didn't watch enough of oh, it. Cause God. I didn't no, it's, it's in the post credits. He literally yeah. survives and he comes out of the rubble with this fucking dumbass purse. And it's the stupidest post credit scene I've ever seen in my life. Oh my God. <laughs> also, can we stop with the post credit scene? That I know that that exists. Yeah, like, we don't I, need it for a non-Marvel We non don't need Marvel a movie. scene for us to stick around. Like, is it a, a, I think it might, might be like a ploy to get I'm us to so look at all the people that work. Yeah, it, it is part of it. know before this. <laughs> but like, a post, now it's a, the Jonah Hill scene is a post-credit scene to the post-credit scene. And I'm just like, oh, I don't, no. I stop. It's so this scary. movie is long enough. We don't need <laughs> any more of it. What a waste. Um, <laughs> I... Should have probably said this opinion when Gabe said it, but I was waiting for everyone to talk first. Now I feel dumb because it's about Jennifer Lawrence. Um, I want to just say, I actually completely disagree with you, Gabe, that she's doing something different in this movie. The whole time I was watching it, I felt fuck, like, dude, I felt like she was literally doing her character in Silver Linings Playbook, like. In all the scenes, in all the scenes where it's like Timmy oh, and yeah. when she leaves, she's uh -huh. like playing it super cool and kind of uh -huh. depressed and like drinking. And when she lays with Timmy, she's being the cool girl. But then she has these manic ass scenes throughout the movie where she erupts, uh -huh. which she does in Silver Linings Playbook as well. I just feel like she carried that character straight into this one. <laughs> Layla, who would you rather see in this role? Three, two, oh my God. one. I don't know. Emma Stone. I don't know. Anyone. <laughs> Anyone. Emma Stone, yeah. No, because then it, because you got to think of someone that you don't want their, to have like a blemish on their career. Because like, I don't think this Fair. is a blemish for Leo and Kate Blanchett, but for everyone else, it for sure is. I could, but and I, I, I randomly Mark said Ryan. her and now I'm going to defend it. I actually could see Emma Stone being that like kind of crazy girl too. Like I, I could yeah. see her carrying it. And that's not something I feel like we've necessarily seen out of her. Anyways. I just wanted to say that because you said it earlier. I feel like she's just playing the exact yeah, same role again. Yeah, thanks for punching me in the face while I'm down. Cool, cool, I cool, cool, cool. I have seen so many head scratches and looks down at the floor from Nick. It is, it's good. <laughs> like, okay. He's so frustrated. I could, I could not care less if any other actress was in that, that role. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're, you're not wrong. Movie. <clears throat> You're not wrong. Okay, all right. Let's <laughs> let's finish this off. Oh no, let's do Armageddon. We have to do Armageddon, Armageddon actoring. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ooh, ooh, Clay. I can go it fast. Okay, go fast. Oh Gabe. Clay, Clay, go for it. <laughs> I can go fast. You oh, can no. go fast. Yeah, How fast? Go. Super fast. Hey, that might be go. the most improbable thing. I've I think all the main characters podcast. kill it in this. I think some of the side characters are not used very well. I think Jason Isaacs <laughs> is a fantastic actor, and I don't really like his role in it. I also don't think it's a good use of. Uh, uh, David Fitchner or whatever sentence. Fitchner's first name is. Um, I also think Peter Storm Peter Stormare is just an absurd actor. I didn't realize how many fucking movies he's been in, uh, but he's been in a ton, and he's always wacky. But he will forever be the best for uh, Fargo, uh, if nothing else. Um, but there's only one character we really need, or an actor we really need to talk about, and that's Michael Bing Clark Rams. Duncan. Uh, yeah, I accidentally said Bing Rams when I watched with uh, Clay because apparently I, <laughs> oh, no. I'm an idiot. I was just like, come um, on, dude. Michael Clark Duncan is a, was a fucking treasure. Uh, we miss him dearly. Uh, he's so fucking funny in this movie, and his voice is always the best. Uh, but especially the scene when the uh, when they're like 
doing checkups on them in yeah. the little like operation room and he gets on the fucking table bed. yeah yeah he's just so white house white house he's so <laughs> funny in this uh i can never get my voice as deep as he does uh and i mean like billy i think clay said this earlier like bruce willis and billy bob thornton are really trying to like keep mm-hmm. this script up and billy bob i think billy bob's really good in it like he's really yeah. i think you could drop billy bob into any terrible movie and he will make it at least slightly better so i'm gonna give it a five for action movies i think it's above average acting wise that's my piece fast. <laughs> so fast Clay, i mean on. i was yeah i was i was gonna give it a five I mean, this movie would be so fucking bad without the cast that it has. Yeah. Like, these guys are... They, it, it honestly might be the most overacted film in movie history. Um, like, every single line that is delivered in this in this movie is just absolutely insane. Um, like, the William Fickner, where it's like, this is insane. Oh, He's William, got yeah. space dementia. Like, yeah, that so line funny, is so great. And like the line with Billy Bob where he's like getting the reports and the one guy comes up and is like stammering and he's like, can we get a guy that's maybe had a little bit less caffeine? uh, (laughs) Like there's a couple of really great lines. Um, Liv Tyler should only be cast as a person that is either waking up from a nap or about to fall asleep in uh, going into a nap. She just, she just cannot dial it up and her voice is just so sleepy. Like even when she is angry and like furious, like I'm like, go lie down girl. Like you are exhausted. Like, and she is, there's one scene where she is literally like sleeping on a table in the mission control. And I'm like, that is just dedication. But so like there's a, Owen Wilson really, Will Patton is fucking incredible. Like oh, yeah. everything He's Will so Patton famous. does is amazing. Um, the Michael Clark Duncan, you already talked about Owen Wilson. Has, so he fun. is like one of the best lines where he's like the scariest environment imaginable. Like just say <laughs> that's the scariest environment imaginable. Like that is one of the best lines. Uh, the, although he does die uh, pretty quick um, oh, yeah. in space. But I mean, like these guys, like they're they are so committed to this absurd movie. Yeah. The whole the whole thing with uh, Ben Affleck, where he said he tried to have a conversation with uh, Michael Bay, where he's like, "Wouldn't it be easier to train astronauts how to drill rather than <laughs> drillers how to <laughs> be, an, be an, astronaut? an astronaut?" And Michael Bay basically said, "Go fuck yourself." Like, read the lines. <laughs> so like a lot of these and a lot of these actors like went on to do amazing things like right after this movie like it launched the career uh they almost recast michael clark duncan because apparently he was super insecure because no (laughs) racist (laughs) but it's Uh, he was so insecure on set and then like bruce willis and michael bay took him around they're like we need you just to be you and then he just crushes it and yeah. the other funny thing I saw was Steve Buscemi was supposed to be like a heroic geologist. And then one, cause he was trying to get away from these like stupid idiotic Stick roles. Up, yeah. And then and they then cast Steve Buscemi. Yeah. And then they yeah, cast Steve the Buscemi and completely rewrote the part like on set for Steve Buscemi. Oh, that's <laughs> so ridiculous. it's, it's great. Like I said, overacting to a T Michael Bay, like you said, what female Liv Tyler's like the one girl in this movie, other than the nagging wife, the no, super 
This the, the Asian that, girl that wants to go shopping in the beginning. That's like the super ast- racist. The astronaut, thing. whatever. That's like training. Oh yeah. Them oh yeah. Whatever. But like she's even she's, she's like, a can you kick object. me in the nuts? Like, yeah. Like everything that is a sexual object so too. <laughs> it's yeah, so weird. And Steve Buscemi's like, oh, where do we start training for that? I'm like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> <What>? like, <laughs> that's something you want. But yeah, I mean, that's just Michael Bay. He doesn't know how to write women. Like, I, I'd be, I'd be, I think it'd be hilarious to see if there's one movie that Michael Bay has done with that passes the Bechdel test. I don't even think he has a single movie where a woman is a main character. Main. Well, Transformers. I guess she's Megan Fox. No, that's is. just like a sexual. Bumblebee. Of it. Didn't he do Bumblebee? Oh, Bumblebee. Haley Steinfeld is the. Did he do Bumblebee? Did I he actually know. do it? I'm looking. Yeah. I <laughs> feel like he didn't. There's just no way. He, he, there's no way he could write. He did. No. He there's no way he could write. <laughs> he Travis Knight did. Travis yeah. And did. it was written no. by a woman. So There's no way he could write. <laughs> he would never allow that. <laughs> Dude, the script, like him oh, writing sad. a conversation between two women would be like, she's just like, nice tits. Oh, thanks. You too. Like that would be Michael oh, Bay's ideal female interaction in a movie. Like he's just. Just... Women, every every girl that works with him hates him after the movie. So I mean, like, I think these guys, and even uh, uh, Bruce Willis said, "I'll never work with him again after this movie." So like, oh, he did. Yeah, I think this is just these guys dial it up, and they're like, "Okay, this is a one-off for me with Michael Bay. Let's yeah. just let's just let's just do it." It's such a funny thing to me that this movie has such an incredible ensemble cast because I completely forgot. That this movie is just like packed full of A-listers. How did I not know that he did Pearl Harbor? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. That yeah. that 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 might be the one. There are movie. women that talk to each other in that movie. <laughs> I. <don't>. There's also <laughs> the, the island. I really segment? don't think so. <laughs> they talk. Yeah, they're about, definitely talking about know, a man. They're all they're <laughs> all the nurses. They're all the nurses, but all they do the whole movie is talk about which guy they're gonna sleep with or like hook up with. Fall in love with? No. <laughs> He's just Is there a anyone romantic. We missed, Nick? He's Is there romantic. anyone you missed in the movie in Armageddon? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think so. You didn't really talk about Ben Affleck's performance, which I just think is like. It's so funny to me that it's Ben Affleck because his role is just so. Well, shallow. they they actually they introduced the love scenes because titanic that came out the year before was so successful oh my god that's one of the so funniest mo- things i've ever heard I'm not yeah. so to the, whole Liv, the whole Liv tyler scene that whole thing did not exist originally in the script until titanic came out and then they were it's like a, we it's need... such a painful scene to watch all of them no, the specifically the on the hood of the I car. I would love if that animal, with the animal was a snippet of Michael Bay's dating life. Like that yeah. happened to Michael Bay. Dude, Michael oh Bay. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're not no one's going to talk about the the old guy using the telescope who's like, "Go get my goddamn phone book. Get the book. Get the book. Get the book." <laughs> Dude, that it's is so the overacting. Absurd. Every every single person in this movie. It is the but guy that delivers the papers and is like, "We have eighteen days until we all die." Like, oh, so <laughs> silly. <laughs> yeah. But I love that 
I love yeah. that stuff. I love overacting like silly movies. It just it's it, perfect for this movie. It's perfect it's for this perfect. movie. So I also gave it you a gave five. it okay. I was going to say if you gave your score, perfect. All right, so let's do Legacy for Armageddon. Nick, do you want to start off? Uh, sure. Aerosmith, best song ever, best ballad ever written, by far. Just kidding. It sucks. Period. It's, That's it's a, a whole stupid review. song. Aerosmith's really bad, <laughs> yeah. honestly. Super. They're just like really bad after like 1979. Uh. I, like I, I don't know. Dash. I mean, everyone knows what Armageddon is, I think. Like, people, like, know what the movie is. People know that it's a movie about a meteor. People know that it's, like, a fun, trashy 90s movie. Um, it's very poorly received, right, by critics and such. Yeah. It's, you know, it's just one of those, like, trashy 90s movies. But for whatever reason, it's it's just, like, stuck in the zeitgeist. I I don't really know why, but... Uh, I don't know. I'll give it a five. Right, dude. Gabe? <laughs> I kind of want to give it a six, just because of, like it really like this is when Stuck Michael around. Bay really came on the scene and was like, "I'm gonna make the biggest movies. They're gonna be so incredibly stupid, but you are going to buy a ticket to it." I mean, he became like the biggest big ticket item, and this movie. Lest you forget, maybe it wasn't uh, critically well-received, but it was nominated for four Academy Awards. No. Uh, didn't win a damn one, but it uh, it was nominated. And uh, also made a shit ton of money. Although, like, in today's age, it's kind of absurd that, like, a movie this big, like the big spectacle of the summer, made the same amount overall or made less overall than spider-man no way home made in like its opening weekend because <laughs> it made like 553 million uh, and that was back when people loved theaters more than watching shit at home but yeah i mean i'm gonna give it a six out of seven i this movie's gonna live on forever and it's one of the go-to disaster movies if not the main disaster movie uh i think that the reason why i wouldn't give it a seven is there is some problematic shit and a lot of things that you could pick apart out of this movie. Um, but yeah, fucking six, dude. This is a legendary film. Clay. Yeah, I was going to give it a six. Um, the There's a lot of big actors in this movie, too, that went on to have big careers, like we said. Uh, the Academy Awards paid... I saw it paid $2.6 million for a Super Bowl ad in that year's Super Bowl, which was like oh one God. of the largest ads for a movie. <laughs> um, I also saw that it was Bruce Willis' last film with hair, for whatever hair that that was. <laughs> he on has like head no hair in, in it. this movie. <laughs> yeah, he went full bald after this, which is, that's pretty, that's a pretty big deal for Bruce. Um, the other thing, I mean, it made a lot of money. Uh, for the time, like it was Disney's biggest box office going into that point. They gave Disney gave it the most money that they'd given launch Michael Bay's career. Um, obviously the, the, the Asian, the everything around Asians in this movie is problematic. Keith David uses a hard R word in this the like potato yeah. gun thing and i was like okay that does not age well there are some things that don't age well but it's pretty popular i couldn't believe gabe hadn't at least seen it or seen parts yeah, of it weird 
Honestly, I knew the whole plot. I just had never seen it, which is, yeah. Um, I, I mean, so it, it obviously has issues, but it is a product of its time with that, not to excuse it, but just like, you'll find a lot of problematic stuff in all these movies made before 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I gave it a six. It's, it's super popular, not the best movie, but it's just kind of a, it's a, it's a, it's Isn't a staple it for a lot of people. It might be. It is. I was. I, I cry a little bit every time William Fickner shakes uh, Liv Tyler's hand at the end. You know, I was, like, I was listening to the rewatchables on this, and like Shay and Jason Concepcion were talking about how they were like bawling every time they watched the ending. And there's like one other scene, and I was like, "What fucking movie are you watching?" Dude, I get it from my dad. He's a total sap, so it doesn't take a lot for me to to get a little teary-eyed but uh it's yeah it's it's i enjoy the hell out of it a lot of it's nostalgia nostalgia filled but yeah i I, I, still i do feel like it's important to point out that i do think a huge part of its legacy is fully nostalgia of like Uh teenage boys and men at that time and that it is a very male-centric film like yeah, it's not it's, legacy wise. I don't think like, a lot of women, of women is, are still yeah. watching this movie. <laughs> no, God, no. So it's, I don't know. No, and that's why that's Michael Bay too. I mean, Michael Bay has just always been poorly. He always poorly portrays women, and he oh for their sure. sexual objects in all of his films, and it's yeah. I just meant more. I think in the sense of like how it's going to age, continuing on. I think all that. Right what I see is that it's just going to be men of that gen, like that time when it came out still wanting to rewatch it, but I don't see it as a movie that anyone's ever going to be like, yeah, let me try. It was on, it is on the criterion. It is. There is a criterion. Version oh my of God. Armageddon. There's a criterion. Collection. And Michael Bay. They no. told Michael Bay that. And he asked why, <laughs> why? <laughs> he's like, I don't give a shit about your like, words. What? Crazy. Oh God. All right. Um, let's finish off strong. Let's do legacy for don't look up. Cause we loved no it so much. Is going to look up this movie in the future. Oh, get it. Nick. Get it. All right. Gabriel. <laughs> I, the the main thing for this is like it, it's actually it's probably going to get nominated for a lot of things which is just fucking irritating um but the main thing that hurts this movie beyond us just not caring about it and clay you know uh not even wanting to rewatch it but having to rewatch it like a movie with people that we all fucking love I think the the big thing that's making me more annoyed about this movie and the legacy of this movie is the fucking discourse about it. And it's all fueled by Adam McKay being a little bitch. Mm-hmm. He's being so annoying on Twitter. I went from like a super fan of Adam McKay, especially from his comedies and like I just like the way he talks about like politics and stuff on Twitter to now never wanting to hear that fucking dude talk again. His tweets are like if you don't like my movie, you don't care about climate change. It's like, dude, we fucking care. We got your ham-fisted, dumbass movie. We got every allegory that you were trying to make. Uh, if you didn't, if you want this movie to be, like have a legacy where it's a call to action, where we finally wake the fuck up, don't treat us like we're dumb. That's yeah. why I final pitch to you, you piece of shit. I'm giving it a two. <laughs> Clay. <laughs> Also, the most watched Netflix movie of all time. Yeah, that's what I was. No. I mean, there's. It's gonna be. 
there's so many big name actors in this that have like super stains and all this stuff that are gonna probably love it regardless of what is it the story is and the way it's given to us um it was super popular for netflix but also like that's just going to keep going up so it's not going to be the the biggest debut for netflix for long yeah hopefully some like sick-ass korea show those things have been just fucking coming out by the numbers and hopefully that'll just blow this out of the water um (laughs) but it's on the nose it's frustrating to watch i don't think it's gonna have a huge rewatch legacy no it's basically gonna be the new body of lies in leo's career like nobody was gonna rewatch it and it's just gonna be boring and yeah frustrating because i rewatch jay edgar all the time Okay, Jay Edgar is right there with Body of Lies. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're both just terrible. And it's I like, like Body of Lies. Jay Edgar is painful. Yeah, okay. This is okay. Also you got you. Yeah, no, you got me on the Jay Edgar. That's way worse <laughs> than Body of Lies. Um, but yeah, it treats, us, it treats you like idiots, and it's just I don't want to watch it ever again. I don't, like, I'd never again. I've mm-hmm. watched it twice in three weeks, and I, that's a sick form of torture. Um, yeah, I, I've like seen I it said, one and a half times. I never. Would. I'm really mad that I had to learn things about it today. Like it wasn't just <laughs> watching it. You guys made me learn more about it, and now I'm like, oh, wait. <laughs> if I had one question to ask, what is with the title sequence of this movie? It reminded yeah, me of like, like 101 cool, like, Dalmatians, jazzy. like yeah. the jazz. Like it just had so nothing weird. to do with the movie. So yeah, I was. So I had no weird. idea. Well, he's like, well, isn't like idiosyncratic a meteor coming like kind of jazzy it like you know it's so random <laughs> and like dots, explosive dots, yeah there we go dots, dots. what was your score oh what was your score clay oh i gave it a a two <laughs> which gives us oh it's half the score of armageddon 32 to 64 <laughs> yes out of 100 that's a bad dude. that's a bad day for don't look up that's People are going to listen to this. They're going to see the Don't Look Up thing in the the episode title and be like, oh, I really like that movie. I can't Hate wait for me. someone to like dissect it. Hate they're gonna me. Bring tr- it they're going to turn off the podcast real quick. Yeah, 100%. Hate us. Uh, yeah, there was a lot of shitting have... on. There was a lot of yeah. shitting on Don't Look Up in this episode. Yeah, I was going to say, us. do you guys have any recommendations based off of these movies? Wait, but Layla, would you have been any different on Don't Look Up? I'm sorry, was I not shitting on the movie while we were talking about it? If you rated it out of 10. If I rated it out of 10? Yeah, what would you give it? A 2. Oh, shit, dude. That's like reserved for like awful stuff. I I was really upset when I was watching this movie. Like I was like, I was viscerally upset. I like had to pause the movie multiple times to question if I even wanted to continue. Like yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I was not having a good. <laughs> Nick is like cheering me. Was on kind of promising. Go preach. The opening scene was kind of promising until they got to the greedy military guy, and I'm like, yeah. oh, here's where it comes. Here's where all the. I kind of thought are. that was funny, but like I thought that was the style of humor. It wasn't going to be like slapstick <laughs> comedy. I just never laughed. Like I, yeah. I was like constantly. I. I was nope. waiting for it to get funny, and I just was like, and I didn't even realize until I think it was like in the group chat or something. One of you had said that like it's basically just like Twitter, like it's like random mm-hmm. Twitter lines that they like wrote into this movie. It totally is. Like it's just not funny. It's just yeah. truly yeah. Uh, uncreative and dull. It's like it has space dementia or something. 
<laughs> or something. Uh, um, yeah, I do have recommendations. recommendations? Yeah, of, go ahead, yeah. Um, for one, if you want, like, the whole movie's not about this, but there is, like, part of it um, is, like, if you want a more serious take on, like, climate change, but also just a really fucking good movie, First Reformed with uh, Ethan Hawke mm. is like so fucking good. Um, uh, I think it's the best role of his career. Um, I also like disaster. There are a couple disaster movies that are good. One that's like kind of funny and sad and handles both of those really well. That's seeking a friend for the end of the world. I really like that movie. I think that they handle, they like, they blend it well. So it was possible to do this. If you weren't trying to fucking spread your agenda, you, you liberal, um, I'm kidding. Uh, but the other one is, uh, re- it'll fucking ruin your entire weekend, but it's really beautifully done is, uh, Melancholia. Mm. Um, yeah, it'll Kirsten fuck you Dunn's. up. That's heavy. Yeah, that movie will make you just <laughs> deeply depressed, but they handle the, like, that scene at the end that Clay was talking about, that, or, or that Nick was talking about, that you don't care about those characters, um, at that point. Like, they handle that scene as a whole movie really really well it's like yeah. all a allegory for depression and stuff yeah. uh, or melancholy uh those those are good i would That's also I say if you're looking for like a funny disaster movie oh, yeah. where you actually want to see terrible things happen to vapid people and they're commenting on how the people that are giving yes. the message are actually vapid is this is the end this is the end because it's amazing. actually the actors are like we're well. pieces of shit and we're yeah. not drilling you with the message that politicians are better than us. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. they're just like, it's just stupid people. It knows like, what it is. Jonah yeah. Hill has exactly. A it knows what it that, is. It's that's not like, like it, it's really just, pu- it's just happen. purely a comedy. Like you're not like being told to do something differently. Yeah. Yes. Like, it's and just, they, they like the, Yeah. It, it, with your them, their commentary about actors too. Like the Jonah Hill has that line or whatever. He's like, when when they go to like save a bunch of people, who are they going to go to first? Actors. <laughs> yeah, it's just he's like or he's praying to God. And he's like, "This is Jonah Hill from Money." Yeah, hey God, this is me, <laughs> Jonah Hill. <laughs> I can't wait. We gotta. You'll be on that episode when we do that. Well, yeah. I have to. We have to do one serious movie while I'm on this podcast. <laughs> oh at yeah, some point. one like seriously good movie. <laughs> no, we don't. Maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> I don't think so. Actually. <laughs> Um, Gabe, do you want to plug all the things? I can do it, but I feel like you've got it memorized. Hey, y'all. If you want to find out about uh, the new episodes that are coming out and you want to support us uh, on social media, go check us out on Instagram. Instagram.com slash facingoffpod. Just look up facingoffpod and you'll see our stupid faces in our poster. Uh, And Twitter, same thing. Do the same exact instruction. Um, but Twitter has a different format. We, we say like quotes and stuff on that if you don't know what Twitter is. Uh, also, you could send us recommendations for other movies to do. And you can let us know that Don't Look Up was the best movie of the year and that we're <laughs> fucking vapid and we just Come didn't get it. Uh, yeah, send us an email, facingoffpodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Next week, I think we are doing Moon, one of Nick and my favorite movies. Uh, with I Am Mother, uh, a forgotten film that came out on Netflix but was like super popular at the time when it came out on Netflix uh, with, uh, what's her name, Hilary Swank. Yes. 
Uh, you could check that one out Damn. on Netflix, and I think Moon is somewhere else. Pluto or Quibi or something. Yeah, it's yeah, it's on something like that. But it's better than one of the like like we usually make fun of like IMDb free TV all the time. Uh, but that it's movie on Pluto. is Pluto. Go check it out. Yeah, yeah it's on Pluto. Pluto. Right. Good, good. Uh, yeah, Quibi is no more, Nick. I know. Uh, I was a joke. It's a very stupid one. All uh, right, boys. Anyone got a send off? Send offs. Yeah. Space dimensions. Space dimensions. Space dimensions. Yeah. Space Happy space birthday space to Brittany, who's oh, yeah. let me record two years. One in year row. closer. Yeah. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday, Brittany. And uh, when you squeal, I'm just gonna go faster and harder. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.